What is going on, everybody? It's your boy Nightmare K Hall back at it again with another podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the independent show. I am your host, Nightmare K-Hawk, and I just want to let you know, this is not going to be a long show, folks. Only got uh, five articles for you tonight. I got to get to bed here soon, because I got to get up for work later on today, folks. Yes, it's my first back, first day back to work in almost, ah, let me see, it's been about four months, so it's been a while, folks, so going to be a little rusty when I get back to work, but we'll be able to rock through it get through it and uh, get through this week and get back to in the swing of things, folks. But anyway, I'm not going to waste any more time, folks. Let's get into the independent news. So we're going to kick this off with my favorite site, folks, Technocracy News and Trends. So AI oligarchs plans teams with China to break capitalism. So let's jump into this real quick. So thinking people should ditch the left-right uh, rhetoric, which I've been saying for years, and look beyond their noses to see the tech technocrats who are playing all sides against the middle. Technocrats have used Republican administrations just as they have used Democrat ones. The singularity common goal is to break capitalism with the help of the only pure technocracy, China. Capitalism is the um, <clears throat> is the enema to technocrats because of its price-based economic system in a favor of a resource-based system that can that they can totally control. Today, technocrats are swarming all over the Biden administration. So yeah, folks, that is actually true. So <laughs> as you folks know, I am technically a technocrat because I took a test through artificial intelligence back in 2020. And I uh, came up with the fact that my personality is more of a technocrat. So, <laughs> technically, I'm in their same space, but I disagree. Anyway, let's get into this article. So, no administration in history has been so thoroughly inflated by the influence peddling industry than Joe Biden. The entire world knows that Biden administration is for sale. From foreign governments to American tech and defense sectors, the money will stay flowing so long as Biden policy stay favorable to them. This is a running theme in a nearly early chapter of my latest New York Times bestseller investigation book, Breaking Biden. While Joe poses as a working class guy, he is beholden to a class of aristocrats from ultra-wealthy enclaves on American coasts. Their partnership is what was sustains Joe and allows for these elites to grow their wealth and power. The latest and far and by far the scariest way Biden world intends to accelerate this trend is with artificial intelligence. Earlier this week, Biden announced an AI executive order that contains the beginnings of a blueprint to create a permanent majority for the left wing. Though it was framed as an effort to regulate the AI sector, Biden approach is more carrot than stick. It appears as though the Biden administration's first goals when it comes to AI is to use robots to enforce censorship of misinformation, a normal conservative thought. What's more, this executive order will put America on a path to enshrining trendy woke opinions as cold hard facts. The law must advance the goals of civil rights and equity, aka the left diversity, equity, and inclusion. DEI framework. 
These are dog whistles to Joe's base. Next on the agenda will be a massive expansion of the security state in the name of freedom. The order commits to ease AI professionals' path into federal government and offer expanded AI training to bureaucrats. That's right, folks. We're heading to a technocracy dictatorship. All of those new controls designed by oligarchs and carried by carried out by machines will be all sold to Americans as necessary to protect us. Biden and Kamala Harris has AI czar are tasked with regulating this modern day Wild West, but many of the most powerful people and entities they will be regulating are their biggest donors. And I do apologize for that ring of folks. Uh, there's something going on next door. What could go wrong? Everything, actually. As usual, the American right, particularly the Republican establishment and donor class, is simply not prepared for any of this. We cannot wait for them to figure it out. The first step to fighting back is to understand what is happening and who are the instigators. The AI public-private partnership to control your life. Last week, I introduced readers to Biden's billionaire cabinet. The possibility wealthy and powerful people who empower Joe and who Joe empowers in return. One name that might have not been familiar to you is the tech billionaire Dusty. Uh, Dusty won the charismatic lottery by meeting Mark Zuckerberg in college. The pair co-founded Facebook with a couple of Zuckerberg roommates. Uh, Dusty left the company four years later as the world's youngest billionaire. In recent years, he was poured tens of millions of dollars into the effort to elect Biden. But Dusty didn't merely fund Biden's campaign. According to a recent report from Politico, Dusty now has government workers on his payroll. He's, his objective appears to be to shape the future of the next high-tech gold rush, artificial intelligence. Excuse me one second, folks. I got to take a drink. All right, let's get back into this article. So, to do so, Dusty will now will need to use his extensive network of wealth to influence the Washington political establishment. Last year, Open Philanthropist, a nonprofit organization primarily fueled by Dusty and his wife, Carolee Tuna, launched a new organization called Horizon Institute for Public Service. The institute helps the U.S. government navigate our era of rapid technological change by fostering the next generation of emerging technology policy talent. Translation, the company is bankrolling federal officials tasked with overseeing policies toward AI. Yes, these tech billionaires are literally paying the people who are going to be tasked with regulating them. Together, they are shaping the future of tech regulation while pioneering new mechanisms for corruption. It goes without saying that billionaires of dollars are at stake. Billions of dollars are at stake. Dusty has devoted millions in funding to OpenAI, the company behind ChatGPT. OpenAI CEO Sam Altman is also a major investor in Dusty's own company, Asana. A topic covered in Breaking Biden, Altman has said that AI will hopefully break capitalism. He has called on the U.S. to work with China on AI to counter risk, but to perhaps control the world. Altman has acknowledged that his company will make a lot, a lot of jobs just go away. As CNN put it, Sam Altman warns AI could kill us all, but he still wants the world to use it. Creepy stuff. To the 
To the surprise of no one who is paying attention, Altman has donated hundreds of thousands of dollars to Joe Biden. Biden administration champions legal corruption again. As Brett Barr senior contributor Peter often says, the real skin on Washington often isn't what's illegal, it's what's legal. This is the story of Joe Biden regime over America. Dusty raised as a political power power player is no exception to the rule. A rising effort to control the future doesn't appear to be the product of an illicit backroom scheme far from it. It's happening out in the open. Horizon own website brags about their connection to the U.S. government. Our fellow have done placements at the Department of Defense, Homeland Security, Health and Human Service, the Senate uh, uh, Committee and House Science Committee and the Center of for Health Security, the Center for uh, Strategic and International Studies and the Center for Security and Emerging Technology, among many other host organizations. As I documented in Breaking Biden, since Joe Biden took office, entire swoops of his administration have been on the payroll of tech billionaires and giant corporations. Google Eric Schmidt pays the salary of dozens of Biden administration officials, including employees in the Biden Office of Science and Technology Policy, OSTP, through Schmidt Futures, a similar giant program, I mean a similar grant program, According to Political, over a dozen other OSTP officials are currently or former associates of Smith uh, consulting firms like West Executive, the company co-founded by the Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, which has employed at least 16 high-level Biden officials, are perhaps the most direct way for corporations to work their way into the pocketbooks of government officials. According to the Federal Ethics Disclosure, Former West executive employees who are now working in the Biden administration have previously advised Google as well as Open Philanthropist itself. All of this is openly corrupt yet apparently legal as is the pattern. So there you go, folks. So this is what's going on. So while everybody's focused on Palestine and Israel, they are building a dictatorship technocracy right here in the United States. And all of these freaking people on the Biden administration, including our quote-unquote president of the United States, Joe Biden, is absolutely fucking corrupt. Absolutely, I just laid it out to you. I just read the, you the entire article. Folks, you will be able to check out this article. I'll put it in the show notes. Hopefully, it'll still be available for you to read. If you cannot, you can definitely sign up for a three-day trial um, or $7.50 on technology news and trends. And you will get the premium service as well. I'm definitely thinking about signing up, but we will see. All right, moving on to the next article. Let's talk about the United Nations. Program pushes digital public infrastructure as EU and Gates Foundation push for digital ID by 2030. That's right, folks. So the United Nations Development Program, UNDP, is launching a project based on what? known as Digital Public Infrastructure, a.k.a. DPI, and the overarching justification and explanation of these activities reaching the UN Sustainable Development Goals, SDGs. What UNDP is supposed to be doing is pretty clear from its name. But what DPI itself is, is a buzzword used in somewhat interesting and alarming 
concord by organizations such as the UN, but also the European Union. The Gates Foundation and, of course, the World Economic Forum is never quite out of any such picture. So let's look at the UNDP Digital. Uh, I think this is on Twitter or X. Uh, so digital public infrastructure, DPI, is essential for countries to improve their economics and well-being of people. Join us for the launch of the hashtag 50 and 5 innovation to discuss how building inclusive DPI can foster strong economics and equitable societies. 50and5.net, implementing digital public infrastructure safety and inclusion. Launch event, November 8th. 1 p.m. UTC, uh, check out 50in5.net. What DPIs are supposed to do in the best case scenario is a development in a number of ways. Those looking deeper into platitudes and corporate speak coming from these organizations, however, are dismissing the term and the policy as a ruse to speed up introduction of digital IDs and payments with a deadline in 2030. November 8th is the date when the UNDP is implementing its 50 and 5 program described as advancing the conversation around the, de the, development, the development of safe, inclusion, and inoperable digital public infrastructure. Guess who's there for the launch? The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And why not? The group's Digital Public Good Alliance and co-development has taken the center stage of a lot of this effort. If you're a citizen of the UN member state and your government, i.e. taxpayers, are contributing to various UN efforts and you feel either unease or just insignificantly informed about all of this, it could also be that any association with the Gates Foundation gives you proper Halloween-style goosebumps. Well, too bad. They're going ahead anyway. 50 countries are, are, are designated as guinea pigs of sort here where the DPI in question will receive a concern push for said entities. These countries are what you might unfortunately easily assume they would be. Those in Africa, Sub-Sahara particularly, and also for some reason still India. The Switzerland-based informal global elite's mouthpiece WEF came out with a series of articles in September essentially pushing for DPI enforcement. The promise is zero-knowledge tech, an essential, a cryptographic concept of verifying identity by also preserving privacy. Funny enough, that's in freaking, you know, uh, pirate chain, zero knowledge proofs. And of course, WEF is out there thinking about the children like the best of them. Children rights around the world can be bolstered by investing in digital public infrastructure said one caption on the group's website. How lovely. They're thinking about the children, folks. They, you gotta love the United Nations, right? The WEF, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. They're so fond of children's rights, right? Children have rights too, correct? Absolutely, freaking lutely So we want to protect the children. Let me tell you folks something. Any, any moron that actually reads this article, when I post this on Wednesday, when this goes live on Wednesday at about... I'm going to make it go live at about uh, 3 a.m. Eastern, uh, 12 a.m. Pacific on Wednesday. I'll still be at work at that time. Um, let me tell you, Pinhead, something. If you support anything the United Nations is doing, anything the WEF is doing, anything the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is doing, 
You are a complete fucking moron. Absolutely a complete fucking moron. You're, you're a lunatic and you're out of your fucking mind. Period. End of story. You are completely out of your fucking mind. These people are trying to enslave the entire fucking world and want to make a technocracy dictatorship world. Tracked and traced 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. They want to read your dreams. They want to read your thoughts. They want to freaking track and trace everything that you do. It's absolutely asinine. And you can't make this shit up in a Hollywood film. You cannot make this shit up. Anyway, folks, moving on. Canadian police wants tech to access private CCTV cameras in real time. Canadian police forces are investigating the use of advanced technology that taps into home and business security camera feeds. This controversy move, lulled by some for its potential to streamline law enforcement, is also raising alarm among privacy advocates and policing researchers concerned over the potential for overreaching surveillance. Police services in Canada cities are uh, contemplating a tech-forward evolution akin to that seen in some U.S. states, uh, U.S. cities, where officers can monitor real-time feeds from a network of private security cameras. These cameras cover crime scenes, emergency incident areas, and everything in between. Some private CCTV footage is being automatically streamed to law enforcement. In early October, the real-time crime center operation and tech integration conference took place in Ontario. Here, several police agencies, including Hamilton, learned about FOSSES, a paid service facilitating easier and faster police access to private security camera footage. In the U.S., it's an increasingly common crime-fighting tool, but in Canada, its application could be hampered by privacy regulation and public opinion. Natasha, a criminologist professor from York University and former analyst with Criminal Intelligence Service Canada, encouraged Canadians to uh, contemplate what kind of policing practice they desire in light of this advancement. <clears throat> Excuse me. As reported by CBC, the technology, as good as it might seem, must not blind us to the important question about privacy and individual rights, she said. However, uh, Tosikov assures that availability should not dictate usage policy. Deeming fusses as potentially problematic, she compared its use to that of Clearview AI, a controversy facial recognition tool banned by privacy watchdogs. Skepticism also abounds regarding the system effectiveness and appropriateness in crime prevention. Critics argue that argue the technology integration would likely escort undue pressure on natural parties, I mean neutral parties to conform, thereby reducing privacy in neighborhoods. Various Canadian police services at the Commons confirmed they aren't currently using FOSS, nor are they um contemplating its future use. According to an email from Vito Senior Communication Advisor for Canada's Privacy Commissions of a technology such as FOSS with its far-reaching implications on individual privacy would warrant considerable justification and uh, proper net national assessments. So, appropriational uh, assessments. So, anyway, folks, 
So you got Canada, man, thinking about using regular citizen security footages to literally send that right to law enforcement so they can take over their freaking cameras on their homes. I think this is absolutely asinine. I don't think it's going to happen personally, at least not yet. Um, I don't see that happening anytime soon, um, at least in the near future. But down the road, I can see by 2028, 2030, absolutely this will be a law. Absolutely this will be uh, used going forward to fail everyone. And it will be absolutely terrible. All right, folks, so moving on, let's get into the next article. So French senators propose a bill that could jail those who criticize Zionism. Up to five years in prison and fine of 75,000 euros. A piece of legislation has recently been forced by 16 French senators from the Republicans with the goal of criminalizing criticism of Zionism. This proposed law seeks to tighten a protective net around the support of Israel, effectively muffling voices of opposition, criticism, or dissonant and raising widespread alarms about the apparent threat to free speech and democratic discourse. With 16 centers, we demand the criminalization of anti-Zionism. The explosion of anti-Semitism, uh, Semites, is fueled by a hatred of Israel. The false nose of hatred of Jews, anti-Zionism could expose its... Uh, its, uh, its hate, its... Uh, it's predatory to up to five years of prison and a fine of 75,000 euros. Senator Stephen uh, Stephanie posted on X. This is this is ridiculous. They don't want free speech at all, folks. These senators are essentially proposed to expand the boundaries of anti-Semitism laws to include criticism of Zionism. By blurring the lines, the lawmakers could be, by proxy, attempt to sign those who disagree with Zionist state politics by equating opposition with hate speech, which they're exactly they're doing. They're going to take free speech away and literally say anybody that criticizes Zionism is an absolute racist or 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 using hate speech. That is absolute bullshit, and everybody knows it. And anybody in France right now should be protesting this ASAP. Because you don't have a choice but to protest. Because if you allow this to come into law, well, you can kiss your freedom of speech goodbye in France. Just kiss it goodbye. Absolutely. It's gone. Absolutely gone. Because if they can say that that's hate speech, then they can say anybody crit criticizes Muslims or, or gays or lesbians or straight people or babies or... Uh, uh, pedophiles and all this type of weird ass shit they'll just say it's hate speech and then you can go to prison up to five years or pay a 75,000 euro fine that's absolute bullshit but anyway folks last but not least we got the last article today told y'all this wasn't gonna be a long show we got the United Kingdom that's right uh, Europe just keeps Destroying itself and destroying itself every single week. So the UK government considers loosening definition of extremism a new threat to free speech, a new proposal attack on civil liberties. UK government plans have recently come to light, suggesting a potential tenuous move to broaden the scope of the term extremism to include any entity that undermines the values and institutions. 
These revelations sourced from documents seen by the Observer have led to considerable backlash from officials fearful of the implementation it may have on legitimate groups and individuals and suppress impact it could have on the principle of free speech and expression. Spearheaded by Cabinet Minister Michael Grove, the proposed definition is seen as part of a heightened effort to unify the country's response to extremism. However, many understand it as an encroachment on the freedom of speech and a potential threat to the right to dissent, marking it as a contentious development. The proposed definition might frame not only the violent extremists, but also nonviolent entities which could fundamentally reshape the landscape of free expression and political discourse. Coming from the Department for Leveling Up, Housing and Committees, the controversy, a national cohension and counter-extreme plan encompassing the new definition is expected to debut soon. And in depth analysis suggests serious potential setbacks against the tendencies of its democracy, including the right to free speech, which is the bedrock of the UK democratic fabric. Counter-extremism should never come at the cost of free, open society by overextending the definition of extremism. There is a danger that we could all invertly undermine the very ideas we seek to protect. And I agree with that. I mean, expanding that all the way out to include Freaking uh, values and institutions. I mean, extremism could be, you could change the definition and really hurt innocent people. So right there, folks, that scares me a lot. And if you are in the UK, uh, you might want to get the hell out of there before this fucking law becomes into effect. Um, Go to Norway, go to Ireland, go to Finland, go anywhere else. But get the fuck out of the UK. They are tripping. Absolutely fucking tripping, folks. This is absolutely ass night. You can't make this shit up in a Hollywood film, folks. But that is all the articles I got for you, folks. So you got your five articles. Again, all these links will be in the description below. Uh, again, the Technocracy News one. Hopefully you guys and ladies and LGBT that listen to my show will be able to read that article. If you cannot, please make sure to... Um, Sign up to the premium service. I do apologize, folks. They do only keep these posts only available for three days, and then they then they take them down. You're only able to see them behind the firewall, and I get it. These companies got to make money somehow, so I understand. Um, I'm not a fan of the subscription service. Folks know that. Um, i all about free markets, but this website has to make money. It is an independent news uh, website, so... They do have to make money, so I totally understand that, but um, I don't like paywalls when it comes to like independent news, but I get it. They got to make money to stay in, in business, so I understand it. But anyway, folks, uh, quick announcements. This one will be going out on Wednesday, 3 a.m. Eastern, 12 a.m. Pacific. Um, I am back to work in about 14 hours from now. So yes, folks, I am back at work, going back to my warehouse job, and going to kick butt, whoop ass, do my job as effective as I can, continue to save in Satoshis, um, 
I am using USDC right now as far as stablecoin, aka digital dollars right now um, to transact. I know people are probably saying, why the hell are you using the Lightning Network right now with Bitcoin look like it's going to be on a bull run? Um, I learned from last the last bull run we had when I was using Lightning Network, the fees do skyrocket, which I totally understand. Um, so I will use stable coins, uh, especially USDC because it's regulated right now. Um, if I need to jump into Tether, I will. But other than that, folks, I'll jump in and out of Tether and USDZ to transact and save because um, I don't trust my bank. Uh, another bank failure just happened over the weekend on Friday. An Iowa bank just closed. Um, I know people were having uh, problems with the direct deposit with Chase and HSBC and Bank of America were having problems with that on Friday. So, folks, we're going to have a major banking problem in 2024. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if we have a banking uh, crisis in March of 2024. Uh, it always seems something funky always happens in March. That is planned by design. So if I were you, I would be getting my money out of the bank as fast as possible. Um, I'd be putting my stuff in cryptocurrencies, uh, Bitcoin in particular, as far as savings goes. Um, take that into self-custody as well. Um, if you want a stable currency, I would check out stable coins, especially on either the Tron network. You can use uh Tether. Um, I really don't trust Tether because it looks like the U.S. government is ready to go out to Binance and Tether. Um, you can also use USDC on Solana or, or Polygon, um, as well. Very cheap fees there as well. Um, so something to look out for, folks, if you really want to spend a digital dollar, use stable coins. You can also use Ethereum as well. I'm not a fan of using uh, Ethereum as far as on stable coins at all. I rather really use Solano or Polygon or Tron, but Tron's my favorite because it's the fastest and it's the cheapest. But um, yeah, folks, so something to look out for as well. Got a lot of things planned for 2024, folks. I'm looking forward to... Um, just traveling, man. Just hitting the road. Get going to these Bitcoin conference. I'm actually trying to go back to Phoenix in January for my birthday to see the place and see how it is. Things like that. And uh, yeah, man. It's been awesome. It was an awesome weekend. Took my wife out to a Syracuse football game. Um, it was very beautiful. The um, the Carrier Dome is a beautiful place. Definitely check it out. It's called the Jim JMA Arena. Now, but uh, I still call it the Carrier Dome. It's a beautiful place. We had great seats. We have a nosebleed section, but we can see the entire field, the entire freaking dome as well. It was beautiful to sit up there. Definitely want to go to another Syracuse game in the future. We're definitely going to go next year to at least one game in Syracuse. It's a hell of a drive, though. It's a hell of a drive. But anyway, folks, it was fun. It was awesome. Had a beautiful time. Syracuse did lose that game to Boston College, obviously. But uh, yeah, man, folks, just live life. I know I'm doing these independent articles. I know it kind of gets you down or gets you angry. But hey, don't fret, folks. We are still fighting, okay? People like myself, um, people like Max Egan, people like uh, uh, Jeff Berwick, people like Raphael, people like... Sunita, people like 
Douglas is fighting out there. They're fighting, folks. We're all fighting for freedom, folks. We all we all are in our own individual ways. We are fighting for freedom. And I want you folks to know out there, listen, I know it's hard in America right now. I know, even if you're not in America, I know it's hard in the world right now, folks. I know inflation is killing us right now. I know it's hard to save in a currency that's being debased by the shitty government. I get all that. But folks, we have solutions. We have Bitcoin. We have Monero. We have cryptocurrency, open blockchains, private privacy coins that can help you with inflation, to help you put food on the table. Now, as far as bill paying, that's a little tough. Um, there are certain websites that will allow you to do bill pay and things like that. I know it's kind of hard in the United States right now, but there are places online that will allow you to take your cryptocurrency and they you can pay your bills with that crypto and then basically they'll take your crypto and, and uh, sell it and turn it into fiat so it can pay your bills. But you will send the crypto to them and they will turn it into fiat and they will pay your bills for you. So definitely do your research on that. I don't have any websites for anybody uh, right now. Um, I know there's a couple on uh, Twitter as well. So definitely check that out. Uh, go in the search bar, search it up. Or go on Google and search it up. But as far as these technocrats go, folks, that are trying to make us in a technocracy dictatorship. I mean, you got to understand, folks. That I tried to tell you, man. Elon Musk is telling you what's about to happen, man. And a lot of you are ignoring. A lot of you are fanboys and fangirls of Elon Musk. And you continue to ignore this, man. I, I just don't get it. I just don't understand your logic. But hey, man. It is what it is, ladies and gentlemen. You folks are going to have to see it to believe it. I really, truly believe that. I think a lot of you are going to have to see it to believe it. But... We're heading towards a technocracy dictatorship where these bureaucrats, these technocrats are running our lives, dictating our lives. We won't even have really government anymore. Our corporations will become our government, folks, if we don't get this shit under control. Like, I'm serious. Like, our fucking corporations like Starbucks and Amazon and... Google and Apple and all of these freaking corporation conglomerates will be our new government. I mean, yeah, we'll still have a quote-unquote president, but that individual will just be a figurehead. All the corporations will run our world. BlackRock and shit like that. Vanguard, oh my god. Can you imagine that? Ugh, ugh, ugh. Absolutely not. That's a nightmare scenario. So, folks... <laughs> we got to continue to fight, man. We don't have a choice at this point because we know another pandemic's coming. We know that. They've already said that. We know they're doing simulations on that already. You know, probably 2025, folks. So I wouldn't be shocked. 2024, we have a banking crisis. They introduced their new quote-unquote system and their new digital dollar, whatever the hell that is, that's going to be bro programmable and telling us what, where, and how we can buy shit in the future. And then in 2025, we have pandemic lockdowns, uh, fucking, what is it, martial law will probably happen in 2025 as well. Wouldn't shock me at all if that did happen. And then that's it, folks. It's game, set, match. And then we're in a technocracy dictatorship. 
for the rest of our lives. And they get to tell us what we can and cannot do. And it will be absolutely atrocious. It will be absolutely terrible. It will be the worst thing on planet Earth. And that's when they'll introduce the metaverse. The stickest in this digital world that you cannot freaking know if you're in the virtual world or the real world anymore. Because everything will look the same unless there's a glitch in the fucking matrix. Which is absolutely shitty. But... That's just my thoughts on it, folks. Um, but like I said, my life has gone up um, throughout these terrible times that we're having in the United States and all across the world, I might say it. Um, personally, my life has gone up. And I told you this in 2020 during the lockdowns, that cryptocurrency and COVID will set me free. And I'm proving that I've been proving that over the last three years, going on four years now. Seriously. I've been able to travel to so many different Bitcoin-only events. And I'm actually going to be start traveling internationally in 2024. Because I figure, folks, this is probably my last chance to get out of the country. It's my last chance to probably see El Salvador. This will probably be my last chance to go see Africa. At least South Africa, at least. Um, this will probably be my last chance to go see Norway. Because, folks, I'm going to tell you right now, and I've said this on many freaking podcasts, that they're going to ban me. I already know this. They're going to ban me. They're going to they're gonna shut me off from everything. They're going to have to. Because if they don't, I'm going to continue to try to wake people up. And they can't have that. They can't have a person like me going around the world trying to wake people up from the matrix we live in. The... The freaking authoritarian fucking dictatorship to trying to bring us in this tech, this technocracy dictatorship to trying to put the entire world in. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a, 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 a totalitarianism. Uh-uh. This is going to be a technic, this is going to be a technocracy dictatorship. Now, there's nothing wrong with technocracy. The problem is, is that you're putting technocracy with a dictator. Absolutely not. That is the worst thing you can have. Technocracy is fine. Technocracy dictatorship? Absolutely fucking not. That is absolutely horrible. But anyway, I'm going to get the hell out of here, folks. Um, I ran a little bit over time that I normally would. I posted in the show about eight minutes ago. But, you know, sometimes it just baffles me, man. Like, just how people cannot see what's happening around them. It's absolutely crazy how a lot of people, especially in the United States, are stuck in a matrix of their own. It really is. It's really amazing to watch, man, how a lot of Americans ignore the shit that is going on around us, ignoring the shit that the technocrats and the bureaucrats are building in the United States alone. Like, folks, we all know that pretty much every place in the world is, is enslaved except for us. Pretty much. I mean, they did candidate just enslaved in Canada. Uh, pretty much every place on the planet has been enslaved except for the United States. And they're about to accomplish their biggest goal to date, which is enslaving the American people. They're going to bring the American people to their knees to where they beg for this technocracy dictatorship. Because most people have no other way out. They don't. They don't have a way out. They don't see a way out, even though us... Bitcoiners, us crypto people have been trying to tell them for years, 
get into crypto, it's your financial way out. It's your financial way out. Remember, keyword, financial way out. I didn't say the only way out. I mean, you have to start growing your own food or have survival kits all over your house. Years and years of fresh water to drink. Because I'm telling you folks, they are coming for everything. Food, water, air, the, the fucking scenery, everything. Your laptop, your Bitcoin, your Monero, your Dogecoin, whatever you hold, they're coming for it. Soon, they'll probably be burning certain books too. Which is absolutely freaking ridiculous, folks. Absolutely insanity. But anyway, folks. I'm going on a tangent. I'm going to get the hell out of here. I know I said that last time. I'm actually get out of here this time. This is your boy Nightmare Chaos signing off. I will holla at y'all next weekend. Peace.